Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more with your hosts, Brent Radlinski and Dave Van Robes. Listen in as we talk everything happening in the world of sports from a beer drinker's perspective. It's just like sitting in the sports bar, but with your pants off. Sports, beer, and shenanigans. So sit back, grab a few beer, and let's get into it. The 1420 Sports Podcast Show 206, Wednesday, June the 1st. 2022, Dave, another month has uh, passed us by. Got a lot accomplished in the last month. Uh, not as much as you always like to, but boy, oh boy, they, the months seem to be flying by. Summertime's now upon us. We finally got some uh, almost summertime weather, deep spring weather, I guess it could be. Uh, busy time of the year for me and you and everybody else, but uh, we're still finding time to get the content out there. We got our Manscaped uh, packages in the mail yesterday. You can't pick it up tonight. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. But anyways, Dave, uh, last night I was in Medicine Hat for the WCBL game versus the Okotoks Dogs and the Medicine Hat Mavericks. I was on home plate. Uh, good game. Um, as a baseball purist, Dave, you know that my uh, my thoughts on the extra innings rules where they have runners on base uh, to start the extra innings. The WCBL goes by Baseball Canada rules, which is international rules. They started with runners at first and second base. To, to start the extra innings. And I was just like, what the, okay, whatever. These are the rules. The catcher for medicine hat. He looked out in the field. He plays NCAA uh, down, down in South uh, somewhere in, in uh, Illinois. And he says like, what the fuck is going on here? He didn't know what's going on. I said, well, international rules. Like, hey, whatever. Uh, I'm not a fan with guys on base day to start the game or to, to start the extra innings as a fan, but as an umpire, when we're getting to the 245, three hour on the field, good, good ball game. I was all for it. And then, you know, and as a fan, I'm all for it too, because let's end this game and it's equal for no team has the advantage, but now we're, I'm going to devote another 30 minutes. Maybe I don't have to go and watch this thing till one in the morning. Like I, I am not a fan of, of crazy overtime. I need an ending point. This yeah. boy is old and he has his head has his head has to hit the pillow. And I'd rather be it on the pillow than on the couch. Cause when you're my age as well, when you fall asleep on the couch, there's a couple more cricks and things. It's, it's usually joint pain that wakes me up. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny how usually it, when I fall asleep on the couch, I ain't getting up. It's usually like three, four in the morning where I might crawl up or I just stay on the couch or whatever. It's just kind of the way things always turn out. But uh, last night's game ended with uh, Okotoks winning six, four in the, the one extra inning, both teams bunted. Uh, then there was a, a Okotoks could hit a double score. The two runs made it six, three. Uh, same thing kind of happened in the bottom, bottom of the inning. Great ball game. A lot of fun was had. Uh, saw some old friends right when I walked out in the field. Some friends of mine that uh, 
I've grown to know they uh, booed me when I got in the field. So that was nice. And then during the, uh, when my name was introduced, they booed, booed me again. So it was a, it was a fun time to get out. But after the game, we went down the silver buckle uh, bar and had a couple of beers, met a, another old friend down there. Uh, he's bartender, Dave Roberts, super nice guy. We should have him on the show. He can, that man can talk, but uh, somehow it came out with two guys sitting at the bar that uh, I was the home plate umpire for the ball game. Uh, it turns out these guys have uh, Gypsy Girl wood-fired pizza, uh, one of those food trucks that's all the rage now. And uh, they, I was complaining about the uh, the hot dogs and the hamburgers that we get after a game. And he said, "Let me make you a deal. Um, you get me a baseball. I'll get you. Uh, I'll get you a pizza after your next game." I said, "How about we do something better?" I said to him, "I'll get you a baseball right now." And I'm weird. I always take a ball after a game that I do. And I threw him the ball, the, the game ball. Uh, from the uh, from the game that I did the night before, uh, last night, and this guy was in that like he could not believe that he had a baseball in his hand from from a uh, an important kind of a game. He was uh, quite an average, so I think I'm getting pizza for life whenever I do a game of Messing Hat. So shout out to Gypsy Girl Woodfire Pizza Messing Hat. Um, they were telling me all sorts of things. I'll give a, a report on it on uh, on Monday night. We do another show or Sunday night. He's gonna leave a couple for his dressing room for us after the game on Friday night. Uh, but Dave, the uh, as I was sitting at the bar having a an after-game pint last night, watching the, the highlights. I got a quick question before you okay. go on to the next one. Yeah, go ahead. So when you said you had a ball in your pocket, you're wearing T-shirt and jeans and you crammed a baseball in the front pocket of your blue jeans? I know. I We actually have a, a dress code we, we, have, we have. So it was a pair of khakis. So there's a deeper pocket in my back pocket. That I, I that I keep the ball in my back pocket. It's it's I'm weird. It just fits. I don't. Know. Why why didn't you leave that in the vehicle? So you're. Sitting- I care. It's always a weird thing. I always carry a baseball after the game. Always. So you so you were sitting on you were sitting. Oh, down I had with it, a baseball. I had it in my hand while I was sitting that like while I was it was in my hand while I was sitting there. Like I took oh, it out of my okay. pocket while I was sitting there, and I said, "Here, you can. Here's a ball right here." And I threw it to him. It's weird. I know it's immature and goofy, but it's just my. Oh, it's, no, just a little, like, it's, it's a ritual I have after games. I don't know what it is. I'm, I, I, I always your, have baseball in my hand. Yeah, that's your thing, and I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I kind of uh, wish I had the baseball back. Now I, I have to find another one for my collection. But whatever. Well, you know, I was just more worried about how you're transporting said baseball, like because you know. Well, so I sit down. I pull it out of my pocket. It's in my hand. There you go. Okay. It's weird. But well, yeah, like because I don't have pockets. That would hold a baseball. But, a baseball. Um, well, he goes skinny ass like me. You imagine what you put in your back pocket. Especially but anyways, in the back pocket. Holy shit. You can have just, a catcher's mitt down there. I got a Davis ass. Nothing really much there. <laughs> anyways, yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. No, no. I had to know how, yeah. how one rolls around. No, like, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not like a comfortable a nice, thing. A nice yeah. pair of chinos or like when I was in junior high, I wore rugby pants a lot. Is that rugby pants? Uh, they're, they're they're more of a chino, I guess. I don't I don't know. They're khakis. They're from the, fucking work warehouse or work world or whatever. No, or uh, Marks. Marks. Yeah, a pair of khakis. What, what, what was that? The, the Levi's things, like bad idea jeans. Like it was a skiff on that. Uh, I don't know. Neither do I. But anyways, I we don't no, digress. Go anyways, ahead. so I'm sitting at the bar having a drink, talking to my friend Dave Roberts. Did, did you see the game? I said no. Dave I was on the field. You know, he goes, oh yeah. And I'm watching the highlights of the Oilers Avalanche game. And I see this play, Kale McCarr. And then I see in the top of the screen, there's whoever's the guy is offside. It might have been McKinnon. I have no idea. It doesn't much matter. And to me, I see that this plays two feet offside. And I turn my head to continue a conversation with the guys from a gypsy girl wood fired pizza. And they're like, You don't know? I said, No. They said, That, that play was called onside. And I, I yelled some expletives and I was sober because it was only my second beer in because I had the game last night. I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. He said, no, no, they went to review and it called onside. And I, I was shocked. I could not believe that they call. I, I was, what the fuck is going on here? And then they go upstairs and it's still, it's, it's a good goal. How the, every league I played in Dave from fucking, Tiny mites to Bantam to junior to senior to rec hockey to whatever to on video games that plays offside. And I don't give a fuck what any nerd 
anybody says that play is offside there. What I'll tell you why there's no first. Okay. I, I okay, give me your call and then I'll get to why I'm right. And you're wrong. I agree that that play is offside. Like that's offside. That's been offside since I've been watching hockey. That would be the play when you're like, you know, three, four years old watching hockey with your dad. And then like, and then he's, it's always your dad that explains to you how that is offside when you're watching hockey on TV. That is offside. Hey, don't that, do this because the ref will blow the whistle every time. The, the puck has to beat the player into the zone, right? That's as simple as it gets. The puck goes in before the player. Done. That's offside. That didn't happen. With the explanation, you know, like, because nowadays they have delayed offside, which I understand, right? You can shoot the puck in, yeah. but no one can touch it until everybody clears the zone. Essentially, that's what happened. But, and I guess when you want to microscopically say this is where offside is and isn't, I will understand that how one can assume I understand why they called that a good goal because McCarr didn't touch it. But here's my problem. He had possession of the fucking puck. He had possession of the fucking puck. If you're getting Dave, if you're gonna get down, if you're gonna get down to that minute of a time frame when he doesn't have possession of the puck, that every time that the a person stick handles a puck. If you will frame by frame like the puck is a pruder films, there will be a time that the puck is not touching players' stick if he's stick handling the puck. I'm telling you. 100% agreed. And, you know, uh, it, it's that's what it, you and I are in complete, complete agreement on this because he just happened not to be touching the puck with his stick for that whatever 0.38 seconds. Like it's, but it's garbage. Like he was, he, he possessed the puck. No one else. He was in control of the puck. He was the only one with a chance to touch the puck next. Like it was, it's, it's just garbage. And now what happens going forward? Are linesmen now going to swallow that whistle because they don't want to blow a scoring opportunity, even though they know it's offside. Well, we now we got to wait till they go upstairs to make sure the guy didn't touch the puck when he was when he when he crossed the line when the, when the player was in offside position, and that's going to slow the game down. And like, and it's just garbage. And now you're going to see guys like you know kind of lag the puck in, I guess, for lack of a better term, and not touch it. Like you're going to see a difference in play, and now this, and now that, and more challenges. If a guy is possessing the puck when he get when he gains his zone, and someone's in the zone offside quit fucking splitting this hair this bullshit kale mccarr is one fuck of a hockey player he's a fantastic defenseman he's a young player played for the brooks bandits congratulations to them for winning the national championship on sunday um but there's no way there is no way that wayne gretzky could have would think at that moment if i lift my stick off the puck push it across the blue line, then put, put my stick back on the puck like a dump in. Doesn't matter how far you dump it in. There's no way, there's no way any hockey player who's ever played this game makes that decision at that time. And secondly, there's no referee ever who would make that call on the ice. The referee blew it on the ice. They went upstairs to New York or Toronto or wherever the fuck they get the replay from. And they came up with some cockamamie fucking rule that made that call horrible, horrible. I I'm not going to say cockamamie. I'm saying they looked for a way to allow that goal. And as the letter of the law is written, it was a good goal. Like, cause it, it is. You, the do, same you don't, thing. if you, it's if you dump it in, it doesn't say how far you're going to dump it in. Correct. Right. Oh, it's the bullshit. It's the that puck, was fucking ridiculous. The puck beat the player like it, and and you know it, it's it's hard to bitch. And this isn't an honor fan. This is a hockey fan talking right now. Yeah. Um. It's it it it's a bit garbage because it's against the spirit of the game, and it's against how the game's been played for fucking ever, ever. Like like I remember like delayed offside used to not be a thing. 
Yeah. That was that was blown dead a hundred times out of a hundred times. Yeah. I, I, in fact, I wonder how the linesmen missed that call. They must have been out of position because yeah. the fact that it wasn't blown dead because it wasn't even close. It wasn't close. He was two feet offside. It was yeah. It wasn't close. Like it was yeah. not close. Because that's so what I said. A, like when I was watching that, I was like, "Why is this on TV still?" Because I didn't know. Like I, it was, like I said, it was eleven o'clock, whatever time it was when we got over to the, the silver buckle there, and I, I was like, "Why is this still on TV?" And then they were like, "No, they called that a goal." Like what the fuck? And then it, I didn't have the sound on. I listened to it this morning on our way back from Medicine Hat, and then the 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 explanations were just astonishing to me, astonishing. Yeah. Yeah, you know the explanations do make sense, and and I and I do believe by the very letter of the law that that was a clean goal, but it shouldn't be. Shouldn't it shouldn't be. be. It shouldn't be. That's not in the spirit of the game, right? Like it's 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 just one of those quirks of the game, and it, and it's funny that it's taken this long for something like that to happen. To to maybe just the stakes are higher or what have you. I don't know why. But the, it, it seems to me that they found a reason to to make that a goal. Dave, do you think moving? Because I think we've talked about this in the past. We've talked about a lot of things in the past. Maybe we talk a lot. So, but uh, do you think that this is going to be a situation where change actually happens? Because we've seen in the past with offsides that a skate blade is a half a millimeter off the ice, and they're like that. That's offside. That like, do you think that like something like this that was so egregious? egregiously offside that they would go we need to change how we review offsides like do you think that there's because yes because you a a sporting a sporting event a game a match or whatever should not come down to lawyer speak and that's what i think last night's did yeah that's a good point like it shouldn't come down to splitting the fine hairs i think um, they have to just reassess and, and possessing the puck. Like he was possessing the puck. You don't have to be touching the puck to possess the puck, right? Uh, those Some players can, can keep the puck on the boards for 10 seconds and only touch it like with their skate blades, like 0.2 seconds, right? Like they're, but they're, they're protecting the puck. They're holding the puck. They're possessing the puck. Every but time a guy takes a slap shot, He's actually not possessing the puck for 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 a period of time. Yeah, like well, like yeah, when right. Ovi scores his uh, his 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 top top the left side, wing from yeah, he possesses the puck for like 0.05 seconds, like it's it's gone. But you you have to possess the puck to score a goal, and but he possesses the puck for that split second to roof it. This is this is not. I'm not going to say it's absolute total garbage, but I'm going to say this isn't in the spirit of the game. And this isn't, this is, this is starting to split hairs that I believe is going to slow the game down. And now like smart players like Makar is, if this doesn't get changed and you're going to see them every time, every time they're going to push the puck across the, across across the blue line and then go and get it every time. They'll, like, track, well, and, they'll, they'll, they'll practice that timing because all they got to do is get the, 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 the guy coming out of the zone. All he has to do is get a skate on the blue line and then McCarr can just go because McCarr can fly. Yeah. And like, you know, just a little push over the zone, four or five feet. Just I like, dumped it in. Those guys. Yeah. Like, and, and they'll know before Not they do eight, it. Inches. That, yeah. And then they can see where, where the defenders are. They can know how far ahead they can push it. Don't and then that gives the those guys. Line. Push the puck across the line. It's not offside because it's actually right. the literal and, law. And 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 like I say, that's not the spirit of the game, right? I I don't believe so. I don't believe so. That no. That's all. That's offside all day in all day mind. every day. Anyways, Dave. Uh, but this I was listening to Overdrive on the way back. We went and saw Mom it was her birthday yesterday. Uh, she told me she's sixty four and holding. Uh, she's not. But uh, happy birthday, uh, Margaret. Uh, love you. Um, but we went to Fort McLeod tonight. On the way back, we're listening to Overdrive, and uh, they were talking about what's shitty about this and how the NHL fucks things up. Uh, they didn't use that word, obviously. Was that game was a seven-six hockey game, the empty net goal, eight-six game, 
there was four goalies played. It was Mayhem McDavid, three more points, breaking a, a, a Gretzky record for multiple point games, blah, blah, blah. Um, we should be talking about that game, not a fucking offside. You know, like we shouldn't be, t- but that, but the NHL does this by their stupid rules, their stupid things that they do with the inch off the eye. Like it's, it's, it's infuriating that they do it all the time. It's ridiculous. And, and the others got double penalized on that because they coaches challenged because it was clearly offside mm-hmm. and then it got overturned and now they're shorthanded. So they just gave up a fucking dubious goal. Yeah. And now they're now they're shorthanded. And that was the turn that like it turned out this game should have been six six um with five minutes left in the third, not, not the others pushing. It it it, it had a, a dramatic effect on the on the wacky game. Like it was we said it, like they're we're gonna see multiple goalies, we're gonna see high scores, and they did not disappoint that first game, that first game. It was it was wacky. No, it was wacky. a crazy game. It's gonna be, I think it's going to be a, a seven-game series. There won't be any uh, goaltending record set other than uh, most goals against in the series. I think it's going to be a high-scoring event. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we'll get off hockey in a second here, but uh, the, the Rangers, they, they shocked me tonight. They they gave the Rocky Balboa a fighter's chance. We talked with the other night. They won 6-2, convincing fashion. Uh, Sisterkin was great. Good on the Rangers. Uh, our friend from Fan of the Van podcast out in Pennsylvania, Jim, uh, congratulations, big Rangers fan. So, Jim, hope you uh, talk with us on your next show that uh, the Rangers have a shot because you know what? They're one game closer than the Oilers and the uh, and and the Tampa Bay Lightning are right now. Who would have thought? Didn't have a chance. I didn't watch a second. Listen to a bit on the radio as I was going back and forth uh, to baseball and to your place, or whatever. So, I w- I was surprised as well. It's. Uh, who knows what that Vasilevsky, whenever he lays a dog, he he sees. He comes back with a really heavy, a strong game. He puts up a wall for sure. He's uh, he's a hell of a player. And I, I can't see Tampa uh, going down lightly. Um, the thing is, the thing that we'll get off the order thing in one more second. If anybody thought that series is going to be over in four, they're sadly mistaken. You know, either way. Right with 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 Colorado or or Edmonton, so I don't think that that offside is a is a series changer. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. It's just wrong, and it's an unfortunate way to start the series because that was right, like whatever twenty seconds left in the first period. So it was it was as early as you can get in a in a series that we think is going to go five or six games. Uh, it, it it stinks, and I think we were clear on that, both of us, as to the reasons why it's just not – it's just not – it's offside. It's just offside. It's always been offside. It should still be offside. And if we got to start looking for excuses as to justify a non-call, then uh, maybe – If you got to start reaching for goals, if you got to start right. reaching for – then, then you're you're doing it wrong. You're right. Right. And as a, and as a bit of a side, like I mentioned, I was listening to the radio on the car, like uh, listening to the Rangers Bolts game tonight, and they had the Tampa Bay Rangers uh, radio feed, and I think it's Phil Esposito. Yeah, I think he is Tampa Bay Lightning. Yeah, I would have paid money to hear him react if that happened to Tampa Bay, that offside. He is the biggest homer, and he just spouts, like, as a color guy, he's he's a little bit ridiculous. Because he was it's, their first GM back back when they came into the league, back in 1993 or 92, so, whatever yeah. it was, right? He was their first GM, and there's a – actually, I'll t- we should play it one day, maybe we'll, or maybe we'll ask God to be a, a guest on our show – there's a funny Terry Ryan story about when he his draft day about uh, Phil Esposito and his uh, his interview. It's quite funny because I think Espo wouldn't pull any punches. I think he's a uh, he's been around the game oh, forever. Oh, I know for a fact. Just listening him to him talk and his, the way he criticized the referees, like there was something happened. I can't remember. I was yeah. just driving and uh, hey, the the face us in the wrong. Apparently there was an injury and, and he's coming down on everybody. He's calling rest. My name's like, Johnny, that's the wrong place. Johnny, you should go up. Like, and he's, he gets hot and bothered pretty quick, but you know, he's whatever. 
80 and Italian, like if there's any kind of hot blooded yeah. fella out there, it's a it's an 80 year old Italian guy, right? So I guess he's passionate. No, he's uh, passionate. That's the whole old line we used to use years ago. Passionate <laughs> playing playing cards, you're very passionate. But anyways, uh, yeah, I don't know. Playoffs are fun. It's just too bad it has to come down to that. But anyways, fourteen twenty sports podcast. Four beer sports talking a whole lot more. 1420 Sports Podcast, four beer sports talk, and a whole lot more. Uh, Dave, we're quite active on the social media. Our, our Twitter account's going all, all time. Got a lot of followers, a lot of uh, we follow, a lot of do a lot of reads throughout the day. One thing that caught my eye when I got back from the homeland there was the uh, Baseball is Real Twitter account. And uh, a good question was asked. We all we always say, well, I could do this and I could do that. And how the fuck does that happen? How can't this guy do this? But these professional athletes, man, they're good, and they're not average people. They're not by any means the uh, the Sunday morning sandbaggers at the local golf club. They're not the uh, the the rec hockey guy on a on a Saturday night at eleven o'clock when only his uh, his his wife's watching the game. Like these guys can play their respective sports, and it, I've always I've always been curious to my like myself and this uh, baseball's real Twitter account. They pose the question of uh, the average guy going up against a, uh, a professional athlete, like a, especially an elite athlete, not just a, a you know, a, a lesser known guy. And they, they put a, the, the three things out there. What would be the easy, or what do you think you would have a chance to do? Get a hit off Jacob DeGrom. Uh, well, he's not pitching too much right now because he's got arm problems, but get a hit off DeGrom, uh, get a TD off uh as opposing uh, Jalen Ramsey from a uh, quarterback for the Rams, you know, running a route against him and see what you can do or scoring a goal against Andre Vasilevsky, which the Rangers found to be quite easy to do tonight. But Dave, uh, you're 52 years old, correct? Yep. Yeah. 52 years old. Uh, you're still in pretty good shape for your, for your age. You look good for your age, everything else. Um, you're an active guy. Uh, do you think, you could do any of those three things I just mentioned to hit up to Grom, a touchdown off uh, Jalen Ramsey or goal on uh, off Vasilevsky or name another one that you might, uh, or a basket off of, uh, you know, who's a, a, a playing defense. If, if LeBron's playing defense against you, could you do any of those things? The only one where I might have a snowball's chance would be, like a, maybe maybe uh, a little Texas leaguer or a, a ground ball with eyes against Degrom, Jalen Ramsey like would, would just cover me. Like there was there would be nothing I could do when that ball is in the air. He can be having a fucking snack in his chair, umbrella and drink, it, yeah, have yeah. a lawn chair and umbrella drink, yeah. And then when that ball's in the air, he's gonna be faster. Like he he's just a, a specimen, and I'm not. Um, same with Vasilevsky. I, I never played competitive hockey in my entire life. There ain't no fucking way I'm putting anything by him. I don't have the ability. I don't have the talent. I don't have the skill. I don't have the technique. I don't have the fundamentals to, to rip a slapper by him. Like, like, I don't know what I could do. DeGrom, if I start swinging early enough and it happens to be right there, with my eyes closed, it would be it would literally be the blind squirrel finding a nut. But at least I can get the barrel of the bat into the strike zone when the ball is there. Is, and after, is 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 the ball hitting the bat, or is the bat hitting the ball in that situation? The ball is running into the bat for sure. <laughs> First, you know what I okay, you got what I was saying. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. They, this is the blind squirrel finding a nut. Like, and there would have to be parameters. Like, you have to throw strikes. Because if he's throwing curveballs and sliders, I don't have like uh, like out of his zone. Ain't no way. Because I'm gonna because the only possible way for me to get my, my the barrel of the bat onto the ball was to me to start swinging when he's before the ball's out of his hand. See, Dave, I thought the same way for half a second. Uh, but then last night, there was a kid from Okotoks, and he came in about the seventh or eighth, and I can't remember. And he was throwing about 93. 
and it was fucking coming. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's there. It's just that much quicker. And and that's only 93. The Grom's throwing 100. There's no way you could ever hit it. There's no way. Well, oh, but that's what I'm saying. Like, as, like, before his plant foot hits so, the ground. So, so, my, so, my, so my thought is, as well was I could hit a baseball. Then I got thinking, oh, no, I can't. Like, I can see it. The guy's an umpire. I can see it coming down, coming down. Yeah, good. I got it. Done. And I'll call a strike, call a ball, whatever it is. But actually using my extremities to, to, to plus a bat, but there I I I don't that's the one I don't think I, I thought about it. I can't do that. The one I think I could do if I had a hundred shots, I would on a, a hundred breakaways, I think I could get a goal off S less. Yeah, and and that's your. You have more hockey skill than because I, I, I play like I was. I was a goalie myself, so maybe I can you know Jedi mind tricks or something on him. But that's the one that maybe I think I could do because you you deke, you hit a off the post, in, or you get lucky, whatever. I think there's more luck involved on that than trying to hit a fastball from Jacob Degrom. And it like and he said like you said, Dave, if Degrom starts throwing sliders and you're swinging it, you're you're fucked. Like if there's stuff yeah. in the dirt. It looks like a it looks like a curveball, and all of a sudden it's it's in the dirt five feet. From you, like oh, I'm out every time. Well, and that's what I'm saying. I don't. I know I can't do any of these things, but like with infinity chances, there would be one that the ball eventually finds the bat. <laughs> I like how you, I like how we word the the ball <laughs> finds the bat, not the bat finds the ball, because that's that's one hundred percent true in that situation. It uh, Jesus, it goes to show that like when when the, when a guy has a good batting average and a guy can hit three twenty three thirty, that's fucking talent. Is that the hardest thing to do in sport? Um, yeah. I like it is like like they they say it all the time the, the the most successful people like you you you're successful at your job three out of ten times and you do that for your career you're in the hall of fame it's it's not easy it's not easy um because it's not just putting the bat on the ball it's putting the bat on the ball and the ball finding the grass like that's that's another thing too right so it's 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 so hard. What would be what would be number two on the list of the hardest things to do on a consistent basis to get you? Because uh, I oh, get might get in trouble with basketball people that do. But why don't I say this? It it does like, and you're not a shock a shack apologetic guy. Um, being big isn't a skill, so I, I think that uh, like a, a shack. Yeah, he was effective, did what he had to do. He was he's a Hall of Famer, block championships, the whole bit. But um I don't think being big is a skill. Shooting threes and being being Jordan-esque is it's a whole nother level. That, that but that's generational talent. Is there like so a basketball thing? I don't I don't know if there if, if there's this thing in basketball. I think shooting threes like Steph Curry does, that's comparable to a guy hitting a baseball. And, and Steph Curry, who I quite like, I like everything about that guy. I like, I, I like that Golden State team. Um, I, I've seen some drills and what have you. It's not shooting threes is easy for Steph Curry. You know what's not easy? Getting open to shoot threes because they are guarding you like crazy. Like yeah. in basketball, I would never like. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. 
Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. If the ball ever got past to me, like, I don't know if I would be able to take four steps with someone picking my pocket. One other time. Guys are just, yeah. Like I I've been to an NBA game. I've been to an NCAA game. Um, those guys are fucking cats out there. They're so goddamn quick. It's impossible to even think about playing the game at their level. So basketball, I'm toast. Like, you know, like it's, there ain't no chance. Like, sure, I might be able to sink a three. Like, I have sunk threes. In high school, I sunk a three. But you know what? I was wide open, and there was no six-foot-five fucking cat coming at me, jumping. Yeah. And, like, I ain't I ain't sinking that three. Like, I ain't pump-faking that guy, because you know what? Because I pump-faked that guy. There's another guy that was another one coming away. back beside yeah, him. Yeah, coming right beside him. Yeah, so that, 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 that might be the no toughest way. things in sport, I think. And then... In football, I, I it always amazes me once football season comes comes around, whether it be college or, or the pros, and or no matter what league, that doesn't matter. When a guy can be running fifty yards straight downfield, and he just puts his hands out, and that ball lands right in, in the, the when the quarterback puts it right in the guy's hand. To me, that that's that is something else. Like how they can pinpoint that speed and everything else. I mean, it's their job and they practice it a lot, but with you got a bunch of great big dudes look coming at you to get you and there yeah you have about three seconds to put that ball in the air and they can put it at the 50 yard line at the hat at the hash mark blah blah it, these guys are good man like they, these these professional guys like it's 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 a joy to watch it really is it, it is completely enjoyable like and I there's uh occasionally they don't do it as often as I as I like to see. Um, but when they have the overhead cameras in the NFL games um, and they'll, they'll stop it. And they'll, when the quarterback is releasing the ball, they'll show where the receiver is. Yeah. And that guy sometimes covers like 15, 20 yards. When the ball's and in the air. When it was like, when the quarterback has it in his hand, he's traveling, like he's moving or the ball is in the air and the guy stops when the ball's in the air and like does, just does that back shoulder catch to the end uh, yeah. to the sideline. That's it's simply undefendable. It's absolutely undefendable. But it's it's such a it's it's such an acquired practice, God given skill. It's a combination of all three, and it's sports played at a pinnacle is just such a wonderful thing to watch. And you know what the the thing that you know playing. <laughs> You see, you say, what's the hardest thing to do? Like play eighteen holes with one golf ball. I fuck, I don't think I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't play four. <laughs> you know, let alone like being on like the not the majors, but where where they really crank up the difficulty. But you see some of these PGA events, and they're eighteen, nineteen under par. Like that's it, over four days. That blows me away. That blows me away. Hardest like sport. My, hardest. I think, I think. I think. I think golf is the hardest sport to 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 go on because that's one. There's definitely more bad golfers in the world than there's good golfers. Like there's guys who are serviceable hockey players, or, you know, to play beer leagues or whatever. They're serviceable, but there's more bad golfers than excellent golfers. Well, yeah. What is the PGA Tour support? 120, 130. I don't know how many guys actually have their PGA card. I'm not sure about that. But you know, like that's five teams in hockey, right? Yeah. That's that's 10 teams of basketball, right? So these are now at the pinnacle more than like and, and I would guess tennis would 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 be the other one like that. Mm-hmm. Like there's no way I'm returning a a, a Novak Djokovic serve, right? That thing, I'm just—I don't even know if I'm waving at it. Like no, I blank, and it's like if like you surge it, I'm waiting on you. We 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 somewhat, Dave. We like like throughout our lives, and now kids nowadays, everything else, and um, we as people who watch sport and, and complain about these guys, and your team loses, or your team wins, or whatever, or a shitty offside fucking call, or whatever. I. For lack of a better term, I actually think that we take these guys for granted how good they actually are. Like I, I think we we expect it, 
because we've been watching it for so long and the, the nutrition and the money that they make and everything else. Um, I think that we take athletes for granted a lot. I, I, re- I really do. Um, I don't. I honestly don't. Because the dedication to your craft, I mentioned it the other day, talking about just uh, the other day when we talked about John Daly in, the, in yeah. the Who's Better. He was so good. He, that's God-given talent. He, that guy, that fucker didn't dedicate himself to his craft. Yeah. Whereas I don't think anyone in the NHL, or, excuse me, or the NBA hasn't dedicated themselves to the craft. Because they have to. You're, you're not making it. You're simply not making it. Shaquille O'Neal never dedicated himself to the craft. Never. Couldn't shoot that's, a free throw. Yeah. Can't shoot a fucking three, free throw. That's, that's, that's in, that's, Inexcusable. That's God-given talent is why he's in the NBA. I'm not saying he didn't work. Yeah, uh, coordinated and the biggest man out there. Yeah. And and that's it. And, and Big's not and a that, skill. Big's not a skill. Coordination is a God-given talent. And obviously, he was a difference maker because of his fucking size. I, I, I will never... I'll never argue that he wasn't influential and a difference maker on the court. Oh, he's a top I'll 50 player of all time. Yes, well, what, but what would he, he? What would he have been if he was more dedicated? Like, when we don't know what he, what he was capable, we, we'll, right. we'll never know. Well, because yeah, because that was one of the big risks between him as him and Kobe. Kobe was always working on his game, and Ken Shaq was the guy. He was uh, Keith Kachuk. He'd show up to camp 40, 30 pounds overweight. He didn't get off season surgery. He waited till fucking September to get surgery. I got hurt on company time. I'm gonna get my surgery on company time. He was more about the brand. I've heard that a lot over the years. My my line of work too. So, anyways, hey Dave, good conversation. Something we talk about around a, a bar stool for sure. That's a good bar bar room conversation. Like we uh, we set out to do. We started this podcast not to, the nuts and bolts of games and everything else, but to talk like that. Anyways, if you're going to a game this week and make sure you go to SeatGeek or SeatGeek.com and use promo code one four two zero pod and get yourself twenty bucks off your first purchase. Uh, I think beer money. Dave thinks. Free parking. I think, so it's, there I you think go. it's free parking. Like, holy. We'll God. put it up for a poll. When you get your 20 bucks that you saved on SeatGeek, what is that money going to? Is it going to free parking or to beer? Because it's 20 bucks in your pocket, right? So what are you doing? Or, or maybe Uber. Uber free parking. Transportation. Transportation. Or sun. Or, or beer. Or sun. There we go. The 1420 <laughs> podcast, four beers, four socks, and a whole lot more. Sponsored by SeatGeek and SeatGeek.com. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. Dave, you know, I, the more games we're getting into WCBL season, I hear the music. I've been to three different ballparks so far this year already. Uh, Going to be at probably six or seven when it's all said and done, working the uh, the Wimble, as, as we call it. Um, the one thing I noticed that starting to drive me a little bit nuts is the repetitive music from ballpark to ballpark, the hockey arena, hockey arena, the, the, the staples that are, that are throughout the, like, whether it be professional junior hockey for uh, baseball, wherever Dave, is it time that somebody came up with a list of songs that you're not allowed to play at a sports facility anymore like there's some enough's enough it's you know the, the the baseball games i've been to the last five six years have all been at uh bull stadium or spitz stadium here in lethbridge and that soundtrack is a little tired and the hockey games i go to are at the mnax center uh, for their lethbridge hurricanes that soundtrack's a little tired. Like when I say a little tired, it's the same goddamn soundtrack as when I was in my twenties. Like I, I, they're, they're like obviously one or two songs are a little bit different. There might be a Bruno Mars or there might be a a something else. But it's when these franchises or whatever, who decided? Late 80s, 90s arena rock was the music we're going to play at sporting events from here to the end of time. 
It's a little bit embarrassing. I don't understand why, like, we're in the age of, of there's, you don't need a, you don't need a CD. You don't need a cassette. You don't need anything. You can hit a button on your phone or whatever device you have. And you have every song that's been ever been made at your fingertips and sports facilities in Canada and the United States. I'm sure of it. Insist on playing the exact same trooper Gopher, Kim Mitchell, blah, blah, ACDC guns and roses, Neil Diamond, no matter where you go on a baseball field, they insist on playing the exact same songs. And I don't get it. Like, I don't do, do, because maybe we go to more games or watch more. Is, is the soundtrack for the person that goes to one game a year and they're expecting to hear those songs? I Does that make sense? Know, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but like, I will say this, like, has anyone not gone to a second baseball game because the music they played between the innings was bad? Like, what's what's like? I understand you play music and you do you do that kind of thing, but just fucking start switching it up. Like, I don't, I I I I I, I guess you know if you bought that cassette on KTEL. On uh, on Tell Records <laughs> back in 1982, and you don't want to throw it away because then you you have to get rid of the cassette player, which is that's the one that's hooked up to the PA system. And then like so when they do the re, the the stadium renovations and everything, like yeah, well let's get rid of this. Why would we get rid of that? We got all these cassettes, and the the fans love it. The fans what ever happened to Ktel Records? I have, I don't know, but can't tell they had more. Those than commercials were fantastic. <laughs> oh yeah, with like KTEL records. Yeah, KTEL order now. Get to your phone like plus twelve ninety nine plus shipping and handling. Like, <laughs> I don't know yeah. that. I, I, Did KTEL records end up going the way of the dodo bird because of Columbia House? Perhaps. Perhaps. And was KTEL Records just a Canadian thing, or did they have that in the U.S. of A? To our American listeners, uh, there's many of you. We thank you very much for listening. Spread the good word of the 1420 podcast down there. Uh, let us know if you're in your late 40s, early 50s or 60s, whatever age group you're in, whatever demographic you're in, or people who are younger, uh, if you could ask your parents, uh, ask them, this our American listeners, if they remember KTEL Records in the United <laughs> States, because I, I think that was, a, that was a Canadian entity, KTEL Records. Jesus, fuck. Did you have any uh, Columbia Records accounts? Oh, myself? Like three or four. Yeah. Like, I got my first one when I was 16, and I, like, I stopped at, like, 21. But, yeah, they... Like David and Troy and Gaston, like they, like those were my, like they, we all had accounts and, and that's it. Like, and at, uh, when I was at Notre Dame, Wilcox, Saskatchewan, Dave, we, uh, fuck, we, they must have hated when they got uh, subscriptions, uh, asked and requests from Wilcox, Saskatchewan, Columbia House, because what we did in, in, like in my dorm alone, like my room, it was me. Uh, Jason Noseworthy, Jason Huck, and a guy who played with the Calgary Stampeders by the name of Dave Heisman. We use everybody's first name and last name together to get as many CDs as we could. And I think we ended up like, fuck me. There had to have been 80 CDs when it was all said and done. We used, there was a, there was two, there was a, a Jason Radlinski, a, 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 a David Radlinski, and a Brent Radlinski all at this address. And they just sent them out. Like just it was like whatever, and, and no we, one ever fulfilled their obligation. I don't never. know how. I don't know how that worked. Never. Like, was it, because was Columbia had, stealing we, we, it from? We everybody? had a mailing address in Wilcox, but then when the school year was over, we just canceled our mailbox, and that was good. See you later. We'll see you in the fall. And yeah. where that mail went, I have no idea. Like I don't think I ever paid for a CD. No, well you paid that that penny. 
for that, that, that penny shipping. and then the first shipping and handling of 1299 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea how that like uh it was easy to scam, like no credit card. No one had a credit card. Like when no. you were 16 years old back in the day, like a Will Cox and Scotch wouldn't even need money, man. Like just there, you'd be eating varsity every day and go to arcade. Yeah. When I was 16, you didn't even have fucking bank machines. No, yeah, that's true enough too. Right, so I had a checking account before I had a bank machine. Fuck, I wrote checks man. before I had a fucking bank card. We're old. We are old. We're but, old. Oh, well. We're getting up there. It's, uh, it's nice to remember those those things. Oh yeah, kids today they have no idea. Like I actually put a kid who's who's uh, seventeen. Now, put him back in back into what uh, when we were 17, could he make it? Well, you'd have to figure it out. It'd be a tough fucking couple of weeks because, you know, you, you, don't, the, you don't have a phone. You don't no, have a the bank phone card. is the landline. Like when you phone a buddy's house, there's a don't have Internet. Yeah, yeah, there's an 80 percent chance you have to talk to his mom or dad. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Right or heaven forbid, phone a girl. Is Sally there? Who is who's speaking? It's David. David. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just send a random text looking for anything. Like he. No, be- there ain't no hit me ups. Absolutely not. You have to phone a landline. And hope and the parents don't answer. Yeah, I'm gonna phone you. Like you tell them it's I'm gonna phone you right around seven o'clock, and then get off the phone, and then you're on the phone for a long time. Oh boy, I don't even know if those are fond memories, but they're kind of neat memories. I remember, like when I was working at awkward silence, eh? Oh, oh just awkward silence, and I'll call you, and you're like, "Why did I say that? Fuck, I shouldn't have said that." And then you you call, it's like I got I got nothing, like I, I got nothing, <laughs> and, I, and and you know, and people who know us from back in the day, and people who listen to our show, they know we can talk. And when you when you and I got nothing back when we were 17 years old, there's nothing, man. You're thinking about maybe a boob, and, and but you can't say that to the girl, right? Like it's there's nothing. Yeah, it's, there it, ain't it was, no phone sex. No, it was awkward conversation. Yeah. Hi, what do you want to do? Like, where are we gonna are you going to the dance on Friday? Like I'll see you at school and let's see you. Let's go to the Broncos game. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, yeah, just getting a paycheck when I was working at Buffalo Bills. I had to take that to the bank. Yeah. I had to walk up there with my bank card that I had. That was a bank card, but it was a bank book. Yeah. With the snaps. I was at Bank of Montreal. They print off the thing. Do you remember what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it was a different time and it was more, it was more pen to paper record keeping than it was now. Now you just pull up anything you want because now if, if for whatever reason you do get a check you just hit a, a a button on your phone takes a picture of the check it's done right like it, i haven't i haven't been in a bank for a while i had to go to the bank because something happened i needed my bank card for something and it wasn't working i had yeah i needed a new uh, bank card about three months three four months ago where it was just dead like folded in a wallet or whatever it, was, it just wasn't working anymore uh my dad right to the day he died he went into the bank he never used a bank card he went into the into the bank 
the girls there in Fort McLeod knew the account number. He's like, give me a hundred bucks. And they'd hit Steve's numbers and give him a hundred bucks and see you later. Don't trust those machines. No, never. Or just didn't want to. I think he didn't want to. You know, yeah. that was the biggest thing. Uh, Nate, Dave, name one. Give me one song you like hearing at a sporting event. And you and you tap your toes. And you, you might even stand up and clap your hands. Uh, give me one. Like, I don't ever want to hear this fucking song again. <laughs> you know, I, I never mind hearing Raise a Little Hell on a hockey game. I fucking like that. And I like hearing ACDC at hockey games too. Yeah. I, I don't ever need to hear Cotton Eye Joe. I don't ever need to hear YMCA again. Like those ones just drive me fucking. Bonk. They played the uh, YMCA in the hat last night. Um, the crowd seemed to be getting into it a little bit. Uh, YMCA at the at Yankee Stadium. I think it's the sixth inning or the fifth inning when the, the grounds crew comes out and does it. I'm not a big YMCA guy, but I, it's kind of fun. What I'm uh, if I don't have to hear. Oh, there's one that I just, I'm good. Uh, maybe it's my, oh, here it is. Because it's my uh, anti-Red Sox thing. I don't need to hear, and I, you know what? To, I don't mind this song, Sweet Caroline. But, ba, 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 isn't part of the, it's not the lyrics. I don't need to hear that ever again. That's not, that's not part of the song. I hate it. I hate it. That might be just my Red Sox hatred. That might be that. So it's the one I never want to hear again because they were doing it last night in the hat. So that's why it's maybe it's recency bias in my head. But I've heard it at Fenway Park as well. Uh, as far as one that I don't mind hearing a lot is, uh, oh, Jesus. I liked ACDC. There's a Queen song that's really, really good. That when it's loud, I'll think of it in a second. But it's what Queen uh, song ain't good, man. There's lots that aren't good. Are you thinking of uh, like Killer Queen or Stone Cold Crazy? Stone Cold Crazy is a really good song. Yeah, I'll think of it like in a second. But anyways, no, it's there, there's just songs you don't need to hear. There, there, I think there needs to be a recycle. We don't need to hear CNC Music Factory anymore and all that crap. I like there needs right. to be a bit of a, a, a coming a come to Jesus meeting with sports fans and franchises around the world to get this straightened out. Um, like we said, Amer our American listeners, get get talk to us about KTEL Records if you had it down there. Tell us if you had Columbia House and how how your Columbia's house Columbia House things went. And our younger listeners, could you make it? Or could you make it in? Uh, in the 1990s or 1980s. I don't I don't think you could. There's I don't no think way. you could either. And you know what? It's a hell of a baseball song, whether it be for the pitch or whatever. I like ACDC Hell's Bells. I like the way that song. Trevor goes. Hoffman, when he came in, that was his song. He came in for the, the second yep. uh, lead leading saves guy of all time. Turn the lights down, Hell's Bells came on. Yeah, you know, that was good. That was that's, solid. That, that's that's nice the way that that's a solid starts. One. Yeah, that's really a solid one. Anyways, well, the fourteen twenty sports podcast brought to you by Bodog and Bodog.com. Make sure you make your bets today. Pad your pockets. Go to our website or our not our website, our social media accounts. Click on the account, make some bets, and pad your pockets. Bet on Dustin Johnson in the fucking Saudi tour. We forgot to talk about Ooh. that. We'll talk about that on Sunday, maybe. $150 million is what they're paying him to compete. RBC dropped away. Well, because uh, uh, he won't play. He won't play on the PGA Tour ever again. For $150 million before you even tee it up, I think that's a smart business decision. But he's. And he can still play in all the majors. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I 150 million before you even tee it up. He has 150 million. And now he has 150 more. Yeah, and now yeah. Paulina can do her thing in Europe with him. She can wear Lululemon wherever she goes now. Whatever. Oh, I, I, she's man. a brand manager. Yeah. But like that's like he's living a charmed life, old DJ. Yeah, never, never saw that coming. Anyways, the 1420 Sports Podcast. Four beers sports talking a whole lot more. We'll talk about Manscaped uh, after we take a pee break and everything else. 
Are you thinking of going to a game or a concert in the coming days ahead, or do you already have tickets and want to upgrade where you're sitting? It's simple. Go to SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. They have tickets for all sports going on right now, as well as concert tickets to shows throughout North America. And to make things even better, use promo code 1420POD, that's 1420POD, and receive 20 bucks off your first purchase. Once again, that's promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Dave, yesterday I uh, went and checked the mail like we I, we talked about on Monday night. Uh, our Manscaped package, uh, uh, Canada Post, it said the notification was supposed to show up on Tuesday. Canada Post will never fail you, no matter what. They're 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 uh, not nearly as reliable as Gentle Giant Delivery Service, but they're they're right up there. Canada Post said that it was uh, the Manscaped package were going to show up, and sure as shit, it did yesterday. Our our packages showed up. Uh, we got uh, a full. There was I was quite shocked at the uh, the packaging and everything that we got. There was T-shirts and underwear and uh, uh, crop reviver and uh, crop preservers, uh, accessories inside the weed whacker and the uh, what's the, the the main one, Dave? The uh, the lawnmower 4.0. Uh, people are gonna watch on YouTube. I'm holding up my hands right now. We'll uh, get into this a little bit more. We'll get to, once we get the uh, we test drive the, the the material. We'll uh, give our our reviews on it. We'll do do the reads and everything else. But uh, Dave, I'm quite impressed with what Manscaped sent us. Me as well. I, I I didn't realize what was coming our way. I'm looking forward to trying some of the products. I I'm still not going to shave my balls, but apparently the forest is going to go for a little bit a little bit of deforestation. Um, and that's just I've only had it in my hot little hands for for a half hour here. So. Well, we'll do some experimentation. I'm looking forward to the lotion. I asked about the balm, uh, the other podcast, but we have lotion, so I'm 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 cautiously optimistic that I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna see what happens. No, it was uh, quite nice of Manscaped to make to make us a uh, partner with them, uh, the 1420 podcast and Manscaped. Make sure you use promo code one four two zero Scaped. That's one four two zero S C A P E D, and uh, you get twenty percent off and free shipping worldwide uh, for for the uh, for the product that we're we're talking about. Um, I Dave, I actually you know what uh, um, I wore the underwear last night during I I wore my usual underwear uh, to during the base to the game. With my khaki pants where I'm wearing, where I put my my baseball in my back pocket, my huge back pocket because I got no ass. But I did wear the manscaped underwear last night during the game, and I gotta say, they were quite comfortable. They didn't bunch up, they didn't move. They, you couldn't notice like a there. There's a thing in, in a umpire thing. There was no panty line that, that you could see underneath my pants. They were they were actually a quite a comfortable set of underwear that I wore last night. Boxer briefs. You don't wear a cup. Well, there's a cup, yeah, but I wear a cup and then an underwear. Over I top on. of your brand new underwear? Yeah. Oh, really? I would is like. A, do you get a shower after the game? I shower after the game, yeah. Well, then why don't you put on like so? Now you you, you got your nice new panties all sullied and soiled. No, I, don't, I don't work that hard. I I don't sweat that much. They were good, so <laughs> no, it was good. No, it was. Uh, they were they were they were very comfortable, and I'm quite. Uh, I was quite happy with the manscaped uh boxer briefs that they sent us last night um no it was like for, for like they were a good set of underwear like it, not i wouldn't like they're at eight out of ten well we're gonna talk next week because i'm gonna i'm gonna give that that fucking gift gift basket a, a trial run i'm gonna rip through that motherfucker and i'm gonna try everything on it and you're gonna hear about me Talking about it, yeah. good or bad, and a T-shirt too. The T-shirt, so, we'll put those on. We'll maybe we'll shoot a promo commercial, put it on YouTube, and do do something along those lines. But uh, thank you very much for Manscaped for uh, being a, a partner with the fourteen twenty podcast. We appreciate it all. Between uh, you know, we got uh, Manscaped, we got Bodog and Seat Geek. Things are looking up. We're finishing up the things with the uh, Belly Up Sports uh, Podcast Network to uh, get our show out there. Got a few more things I got to get done tomorrow but we'll get her done uh but it's uh it's a lot going on but we enjoy it 
We enjoy getting the shows out there to you guys. Content, uh, we like putting it out there. We got to focus more on that a little bit. We've been getting away from that a, a touch, but tonight, hope you enjoy our show tonight, and uh, we'll uh, make sure you guys uh, support the show mostly by listening. And if you you, you need to, a Manscaped product or anything else, make sure you uh, utilize our promo codes one four two zero skate and one four two zero pod for Seat Geek. We greatly appreciate all the support. I, I agree. It's it's exciting times here at fourteen twenty. Who would have thought we've been uh, head down, ass up, and it get uh, working on our product, working on our craft? When I think back to those first twenty episodes, sound like we were talking on a string with a couple fucking soup cans. Yeah. And and now the thanks to Jim, uh, thanks to uh, the technology and and the. The shit that we're using is a lot better than those first couple ones. So I appreciate that, that, that we're working on it. And, and now that we have partners, we have partners in Bodog. We have partners with Manscaped. We have partners with SeatGeek. It's exciting times. And, and I hope to uh, keep doing this and keep growing and growing with partners, growing with listeners. And, and like I said before. And who knows where this might go? Who knows? We did this for free way before we started doing it for free. And yeah. we're still we're <laughs> yeah. still kind of doing it for free. No for for those of us who know Dave and I, uh, we used to do th- th- what we talk about on a nightly basis here. It was usually just us at a on a bar stool or a, or a, at a house or wherever drinking some beers and talking sports, not about the the uh, who won, who lost and why, but uh, the because of it all. Uh, that's kind of what what we're trying to do here, Bar barroom conversation from the uh the comfort of your own, own home and we we hope you guys keep listening um after you get done listening to our show make sure you find uh jimmy valentine's song over with on the internet on uh it's on uh on spotify great little tune good summer song over with he's been going doing pretty good doing some session work everything else so jimmy valentine with my nephew J- J- james schworn he's doing some good things out in vancouver and he does a uh, a great, great deal of work for our show, and we uh, we thank him very much. We always appreciate uh, the work that Jim does for the show because uh, it's a labor of love for him first. He's in a different time zone, so he has an extra hour to to sit up and, and listen to the dulcet tones. He listens to us three times a, 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 a night every time we do one of these shows. At least. We, we appreciate it, and uh, Jimmy, you're young. You're young, man. I used to only need four hours of sleep, too. But now Papa has to hit the hay. There you go. Anyways, speaking of hitting the hay, we should probably do that, Dave. 1420 Sports Podcast. Four viewers sports talk and a whole lot more. Take care of each other. But more important, take care of yourselves. We need you around. Keep your stick on the ice. And what else, Dave? Don't swing at high pitches, Jimmy. Hey, have a good weekend. We'll talk to you guys again on Sunday night. Manscaped, Seat Geek, and Bodog. Good night, folks. Support them because they support us. There you go. Thanks, guys. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.